All right, everybody, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to be joined by my guy, Swiper. It is weekends with Swiper here at the Pickaxe and Roll Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the show. Appreciate all the love on the podcast. As always, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. Swipe up, my guy. How you doing, man? Going well, man. It's been a going to be a really good weekend, and uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. You know, never Nuggets are playing. Broncos are playing tomorrow night with a chance to get the 500 versus the Minnesota Vikings, and the Nuggets are going to be playing at the exact same time. So hey, let's get it. Can't wait. Let's get it. It has been, and sometimes you need that perspective, especially when the Nuggets lose a random November game, like. This was not just a random game because it was an in-season tournament game, but I know a lot of people were feeling some kind of way about it last night on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people were feeling pretty frustrated with with what was going on. But uh, everybody hit that like button. As, as I said before, make sure to support the channel. It helps us out tremendously. Uh, had a, a nice video kind of blow up over the over this past 24 hours or so with uh, yeah. a, a Jokic MVP uh, kind of video that we did together. That was a lot of fun. Uh, everybody go check that out. We Swipe and I had, had a bunch of conversations. Uh, we uploaded one yesterday as well onto this channel. Shout out to Anila, who's doing all the back-end editing work on that. Uh, Swipe and I have been, been cranking out the content. And <laughs> if you want to see more, just just make sure to continue to support it as best you can. That would be very, very cool. All right, Swipe, but let's get into this game that just happened last night. Pretty frustrating loss in a couple of different ways. Uh, what was your primary takeaway from, from last night? I got to ask you a question to answer that question. Is that okay? Sure. I didn't care all that much. Mm. And I think, like, long-term, there's always basketball X's and O's. Uh, the men's with Zeke Naji, they got decimated by Zion. Zion was a plus 21 in large part because of the bench unit minutes, just decimating uh, the lineup they were playing. They had to put AG on him at one point consistently. He was attacking the rim. Um, BI had a better game yesterday. Uh, really, but this is the thing. Everything changes if the Nuggets don't like they got to force up three straight threes at the end of the game. Everything changes if Najee Marshall doesn't go three of three from three in the third quarter. And one of those, you know, especially the one that got ricocheted back out and then he shot from the corner, you know, yeah. he doesn't like that. Um, you know, if Jokic makes one of his, that's what, but I think that for me, like, this is just basketball. Like you lose randomly and then you win randomly, you know, as Michael saying, you know, Peyton Watson is still developing and other players are still developing. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I think he was, what was Mike? He was one of seven yesterday from three or one of, I don't. I thought he was. I thought he made two. I thought he was like yeah. two of six. It was two of six. So he was two of six yesterday. Um, you know, and yesterday the I think the Pelicans just earned a win. And I think for you, the question I have for you is because they won a championship so dominantly, and I think because we know what they are within their their bones of who they are. When I when they lose regular season November games, I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean. Sometimes the other team is going to have a better night, and that's just kind of what's happening. The Nuggets' floor right now is high, but their ceiling um, isn't as high because they don't have Jamal Murray. But, I mean, it was a – they got down, you know, 20 points, bro, but the the Pelicans were shooting 
They shot 52% from three yesterday, and it went down from what they were shooting over the course yeah. of the game, you know? So do you feel, yeah. like, you feel the same tension normally as you would, like, last year? Well, cu- couple of points. First, first is in-season tournaments, as we kind of talked about in a in a previous video yesterday, it, it, there is a feeling that these guys want to win it, that these guys mm-hmm. want to play well, and, and when it's kind of that heightened – awareness of an in-season tournament game how much mm-hmm. these kind of affect each of those results i mean denver is now not in line to make the final bracket they they would be eliminated if if things were to stop today so it would not surprise me if everybody was was a little bit frustrated about that both on the interior and the exterior of the nuggets team and so that's that's one layer here but but to your point about the championship like i i firmly agree that those expectations are going to be put on the Nuggets every single night. And they're going to be put on them every single night by not just the Nuggets and Nuggets fans, but by other teams as well. And so they're going to get every team's best punch. Like that's just how it's going to look like. And all of these teams have been pretty well dialed in when it comes to playing against the Nuggets. Some of them have not shot that well, but lately it feels like a lot of teams are, are very focused. They're shooting well, they're making the Nuggets work and it has been, a challenge for Denver to get some of these wins as a result. So well, they were even the measuring stick for the Warriors. Like and the Warriors have won four rings. So like that's what I'm saying. Every team, the Clippers, they played their best game. Now they won obviously yesterday versus the Rockets. The Rockets fans after they won that game, you'd have thought they they were saying like this is like a championship for us. Like you know, yeah. Shin Jun held Jokic to six of seventeen shooting, and then you know Zubac has a good defensive performance with Jokic just missing jumpers. Like they've just reached this point now. I mean, honestly, in, in the way Jokic is, like, similar to the Bulls or to, to Braun, it's just like, oh, Jokic, you just he's just – like yesterday, the Pelican broadcast, bro, Jokic has 26, 16, and 18. No one's ever had that stat line before, right? And they're like, yeah, you know, he's had a – I think he's had a triple-double in seven of the last, like, nine or eight games versus the Pelicans. I got to go back and look at the game log. Yeah, um, so they know. Like, this is but, not new to them. <laughs> they said, like, that's just given. It's going to happen. So yeah. I think that's the thing is – they're champions without their second best player, but I see what these other teams are like. The Kings, when they didn't have De'Aaron Fox, were terrible. The Lakers, when they don't have Braun, they're terrible. When uh, even you know if 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 the day comes where the substitutes don't have Maxi, which is their second best player, Boston uh, without Jalen Brown and Kristoff, they still won versus the 76 but the beat had been the worst game of the year. So like teams that don't have their second best player, they typically don't aren't able to maintain this way. And the Nuggets have lost two of their last three. But Awesome, like extremely close to hungry, hungry, hungry teams that are. And again, I said this before the game. The Pelicans are kind of desperate just because, like, they're five and six before yesterday. They they want to get on a win streak. They want to start getting on a roll. And they, the best way to do it is versus the Denver Nuggets. And so, you know what? Like, and the Nuggets didn't even play defense in the first half, and then they locked in in the second half. But you know, you just can't get down twenty and then try to like hunt your way back. But and, and that's kind of my thing, though. Is like. When when you say things like the Nuggets didn't play defense in the first half, they locked in in the second. To me, that is like that's indicative of the higher expectations that I have for the team now that everybody should have for the team mm-hmm. right now. Especially, hey, you say you want to win the in season tournament, don't just not play defense in the first half. And that first quarter was an atrocity to all defense. It was it was horrible. They they did well, not do anything. Look at Jokic, they were down one when Jokic left, and then they went on in like a 
the the final score of the uh, first quarter was 36 to 28 i believe it, no it wasn't just that though because they they allowed 27 points in the first 8 minutes of the game and that was like the pelicans were they were making their shots but they were yeah. getting into the paint over and over and over again and and when you're the nuggets like you got to put up a stand at some point and they did yeah. and that's how they kind of got back into the game that's how Jokic fi- fi- finished with a positive plus minus well, to be fair the pelicans had a, a 143 offensive rating in the first quarter so like they were just they were just like all time great in the first sure. quarter and all that stuff right so I think the Nuggets obviously didn't come out some with the requisite energy, but I, I think I think for the, um, but that's what I meant though. The Pelicans were playing with more intensity because they're in a more gregarious situation as a team. Like they have to. I think oh, the I Nuggets agree. and the Nuggets, on the other hand, they just don't have a need to do that because they're not afraid. One of the Pelicans. This is but this is where you know the Nuggets are. They're not afraid of the Pelicans. They believe that if they get down twenty, they're coming back, and they did it again yesterday. But again, when you gamble that way then you can, you know, have what happened yesterday where you get to one and then you fall apart and that's, you know, the game's over and it's plus nine. Um, but I think that the biggest indictment of this is that the Nuggets, if they need to play serious versus a team, they consider a serious, like, threat to them, then they they, they dog wash you. Like, but that's just like, you know, they, they put you on a leash and they clean it out and then there you go, like, you're locked up and, and they, then they keep moving from there. And the same thing with the – they, like, think about this, bro. They didn't even get, like, the, the, they took the Clippers game more serious. And we'll talk about that, I imagine, yeah. as well. But they ran seven straight wedge possessions to end the game, and they were down seven. They were down seven. And then by the time Reggie Jackson went to the line, they were up five. They, and it was a five-minute marker. They were a plus 12 in those five minutes. And they scored 15 points on seven straight actions. So oh, yeah. if, if they need to do it, they've shown they will do it. But yesterday didn't even feel like that. And on top of that, they ran a lineup, which I love, by the way. I love this lineup. It was KCP, Christian Brown, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that's right just, out of the that is right out of the swipe of play box right there. That that is I love length and yeah. defense, baby. I love it. Um, <laughs> but they were just one ball handler thing away, like one possession of ball handling away to getting into a nice pick and roll action, getting Jokic on a floater, or getting to a mid-range spot. And picking out, and maybe, and I, and I actually think KCP should be operating in that role more because I think he can do it. He's shown he can do it, but they just haven't developed the chemistry with KCP to do that consistently. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. And look, uh, the loss last night does not change my opinion on how good the Nuggets are, nor should it change it for anybody. I think when the starters are out there, they have shown, and when they're all healthy together, they've shown that they're still the best unit in the league. Like that's right. that I think is pretty clear based off of how the beginning of the season has gone. We will have some things to talk about with the bench, but I do think that there are some some positive signs, some negative right. signs from the bench that we can talk about in the second segment as well. Uh, really quick, you, you brought up something about Nikola Jokic's shooting uh, be prior to this podcast, yeah. and I, I wanted you to share that with the crowd. With the crowd, I can't believe you just you would out our private conversation like that, Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to uh, dox you every chance I get. Can you tell me the three-point shooting in the last five games that you put in your article? Yeah, so basically, last five games, including last night, Nikola Jokic, 8 of 35 from three, which is 22.9%. Yeah. Uh, 8, point, 8 of 35, seven attempts per game. Right, which, by the way, I love that Jokic is shooting that many threes over the course of the season. Um, but I think subsequently, I think people that can give them some hope 
Joker over the last three games, he's 27 of 27 from the free throw line after starting 70. He got down to 74%, I think is what it was. Yeah, it was like even like close to 70. That dude was not locked in from the free throw line at the beginning. Right. So I think that's like should give people some hope. It's like Joker was – we've said this the other day on the 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 Jokic video. He was – he's been trolling this whole year. And it's not that he's like really like trying not to play well. It's just he's at a point now where it's like, okay, I'm not making my threes. Well, I'm just going to keep chucking them. And his free throws – he would get to the line, and we're just like, and I, and that's why you know people were annoying me because he missed both. Uh, who did he miss both free throws against, bro? Who was that? Warriors. Uh, yeah, it was the Warriors. Right, and I put on the timeline. Of course, he would miss both. LOL, and people were like, looking like, no, it's not funny. It's not a laughing matter. What if they? And all the costs in the game. I said, bro, come on now. Like, this is game eight, game twelve now of the season <laughs> from Joker. Who cares? Like, just he's just getting the warts out, and his true shooting had dropped from a sixty-nine to a sixty-four point nine. Do you and again, so if you think that he's trying to be efficient right now, then no, like he's been efficient, but again, he shot 75% from two yesterday, by the way. So I just want to keep this in context. He he made yesterday, he made uh he was five five from the free throw line. He shot 72 75% within two point range. Like Joker is just masterful right now. But I think right now, man, I think he's just trying to find some rhythm to the three point shot, and I think he's gonna keep shooting him. Until he starts making them, and especially while Jamal Murray's out. Like, oh, and by the way, you better believe versus Cleveland and Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley. Oh, he's chucking three point shots. That game. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. Like, he he will not be going into the paint as much in that game. Um, no, like I, I think for for those that are concerned about Nikola Jokic's wrist, I know that that has been a storyline that has popped up and lots of people want to attribute bad percentages to the wrist and and things like that. It's not the wrist. Jokic is fine. He will be okay. He will get uh after his career, he will get a wrist surgery that will repair that thing and he will be better off for it at that point. But for now, he'll be 40 by that point. Yeah, exactly. Like this is this is a long time off. Uh, but once, once, once he gets that repaired, he'll, he'll, maybe he'll talk about how, oh yeah, no, during, like pretty much during my entire career, uh, I was dealing with a, a slightly painful wrist and, and it might be more than slightly painful. I'm not going to completely dismiss that out of hand, but he shot a hundred percent over these last three games from the free throw line. He makes those shots when he locks in, he makes more threes. He makes 40% of his threes in the playoffs every year. Sometimes he is not as dialed in. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes time for him to dial in. At mm-hmm. the very beginning of the year against the Lakers, especially, he was dialed in from three. And it sort of has fallen off since then. And he's trying to figure out how to get it. But I am not going to out of hand just say, oh, yeah, the wrist is the reason why he's missing from three. I think focus is the reason why he's missing from three at times. And there are like, like there are layers to his game that he is more focused on right now than just his three-point shot. And like he's a supercomputer. He can handle way more things than I could even process in this early morning time. Uh, but like he is just like I mean, he's a he's a monster. We we talked about his overall impact across the game. He had 18 assists, 16 rebounds, and 26 points last night. He is doing everything. I am going to give him a pass for the three-point shooting. I am not right. going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, he has to shoot well from three right now because he doesn't. He's actually he's played mostly good defense. Last night was not great, but 
but he, he even like upped his intensity in the second half and grabbed a whole heck of a lot of rebounds in the second yeah, half. Yeah, so did Aaron Gordon, by the way. Um, Casey yeah. played defense all, all game, good defense all game. And uh, Aaron Gordon was, you know, some dumb fouls. Now, that's also somebody, too, like, bro, yesterday, sometimes last few games, too, like, he's been dribbling the ball in the space or those pull-up three-pointers and stuff like that. I said, this is how I know AG's doing the same thing. AG also is not in full locked-in playoff mode because AG doesn't do that in the playoffs. But in the regular season, early season, no Jamal, let me just see if I can get my three-point shot up. Now, I think the thing about Aaron Gordon that I'm like, bro, come on, you've got to stop playing around. 50% from the line, he was 0-3 from the free throw yesterday. If, if he, he makes, makes all three, throw, then they're tied. Yeah, yeah then it's – then it's, or even two of them, and now it's a one-point game. Now you get Jokic at the high key with a chance to win the game. And I'll take that over anybody else in the league. Also, the final possession that they had where Reggie, KCP, and and Aaron Gordon all had right. opportunities at open threes. Right. Like, you don't have to take a three in that situation. I also didn't think that they had to take a three in that situation, even when they were down three, because they had right. 40 seconds left on the clock at the start of that possession. Just, just go get a two, go right. get another stop, and then go get another two, and you win. Like, that's I, – I didn't think it was going to be – that big of a deal, but, but that's hey, what I'm saying. I mean, like, they, and they didn't give the ball to Joker, which also goes to show you where they are mentally. The team is just like they're just they're just they're trying stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing stuff, and that's fine. Like, and I think if they don't need to, like, if again, when they got some of these big games they got coming up, like the Suns, oh, you better believe they're going to be locked in and they're going to give everything they have to win that game, and they probably will. But I'm saying that's just what they do. Like, they just turn it up just enough. To hang around and then close the door versus a lot of mid-team. But when you're good, they're going to try to put 33 on you in the first quarter and keep you down at like 24, 20, 25, and then let that ride out with the bench. And then Joker comes back in the game. They do it again, go up double digits in the half, and then try to maintain that rest of the game. We know what this is. We know we know, we know know who they are. I, I'm Whatever you say, like on that December 1st game against Phoenix, 35, 15, and 15. That's that is the the well, and Murray will be back for that game. You better believe yeah. he's not missing that game. Oh, you like he, he's probably not missing this Houston game at the end of this trip. So like Don't we'll uh, Oh yeah. No, I think he'll probably play then. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We and Ryan Sharpburn with the uh the inside <laughs> analysis, y'all. The um, the the NBA Rodder with Mile High Sports, by the way. On that this, note, this let's national podcast, by the way. What's your podcast? Oh my god. Oh, bro. <laughs> uh, it, wow, I can't, can't believe you asked. It's it's uh, it's called the Alley Oop with Ryan Blackburn. It's a it's a fun, interesting reporting based analysis based podcast about the entire NBA from perspectives from all around the league. It's crazy. I I, I don't I didn't know that that would come up in the show. <laughs> it's so interesting, y'all. The only person he didn't ask to join the podcast would be me. But you know, mm, yeah, you know, I. We we actually that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Everybody, let's take a break. Well, we come back. We are going to chat about the Christian Brown breakout game as well as just what is going on with this Nuggets bench right now. What have we learned from this Nuggets bench right now? But first. Everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. You can win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook. They will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. They will give you a two tickets to that game plus a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 
same game parlay between now and January 7th, and you will be automatically entered into a chance to win that awesome trip. So make sure to wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLING. We'll be right back on Weekends with Swipe Up. and roll ryan blackburn here thank you so much everybody for tuning in this is weekends with swipa make sure to like favorite subscribe whatever the the lingo is for all of these different social media platforms i I basically because there is so much to actually tell people to do whether it's rate review and subscribe on the audio side of things uh whether it's um, liking and then subscribing on the youtube channel uh, hit that bell notification for, for Mile High Sports. We actually did just cross uh, 4,000 subs on, on the MHS YouTube. So pretty good stuff there. And we are excited to continue to grow the platforms for all of you. Yeah. Uh, we just had a video popping off. going to be at 30,000 by the weekend, too. Damn. Yeah. That's, that is – you know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Uh, no, it was a, a great video, and, and we uh, – we were absolutely blown away by the response. So thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning into that one. Um, Truthfeller says, Ryan, swipe a Jokic is forced to take threes because Nuggets stopped running pick and roll for him to receive pocket pass at the free throw line. Why don't they Why don't they run Reggie Joker pick and roll? Well, you know, it's not that they just stopped doing it. Jokic has full autonomy of whatever they do. He has is, like, everything. If he wants to run pick and roll... He will say, Reggie, come here. Here's this ball for you. Uh, I I would like to run pick and roll in the middle of the floor, please. That is what would happen. And that oh, is not happening. Let me see actually come down the court. Say, Joker, come, uh, come, whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. But no. he better no. sometimes. I but they, and they did run it a couple times yesterday. But I think, yeah. but you got to remember, we talked about this a little bit, uh, True Teller. They didn't have a point guard in at the end of the game because they were playing the four wing lineup with Joker, which typically dominates, by the way. Um, but they just couldn't get, they were just one or two actions short for winning the game. Yeah. Like uh, if, if they are, if they're tied at the end of the game as opposed to coming back, you might see them just run and span pick and roll. Like there were, there were a couple mm-hmm. of different things that they wanted to do. Most of the time, Joker just brought the ball off the floor, went into a post-up, or went into an isolation. Or he would kick it out to a, a DHO with KCP. There was one with KCP that worked out really well. Yeah. And they, they spray the ball around, and, and they, they're doing other things. So, I look, I am not worried. If they, they have run it with Reggie, they've ran the pick and roll with Reggie in the Clippers game as well. They ran it in the Warriors game as well, uh, whether it's – uh, just just the two-man actions, whether they're cutting back door when he's feeding off of the post or if they're actually running just traditional pick-and-roll or DHO. They do a lot. Like, they're just fine. So, um, look, truth teller, they are trying to generate threes, and the best way to generate threes is to put Joker in the post and ha- and force other people to double him. That's That's the best way. When you are down in a game, you are trying to generate threes as opposed to Jokic's most efficient shot. Like it's just it's a different feel. So I'm I'm think, not surprised. I think Astrid um 
Here's the thing I'll say about Astros. I, and Nuggets have stopped depending on Jokic to bail them out all the time. Here's the thing. Bulls ask Michael Jordan to bail them out every game. The the Heat, the the, the Cavs, they always ask LeBron to bail them out every game. The difference is, is that the Nuggets, when they're not at full capacity, well, let me say this. When the Nuggets are, one, not fully locked in to start the game, and they're not at full capacity, they don't have the ability to get up seven and then get up 12, about a half, and that way they basically try to maintain dominance and they're spreading the ball around. And what Joker does, Joker closes the door because that's typically what your best shot makers do. But guess what? When they have Jamal Murray on the court, you have two players that close the door as scorers and playmakers. And so when you did have an opportunity to go Jamal Murray funnels on a pick and roll, kick it out to KCP or MPJ or whatever, that's how they close the door. They close the the door as a team, but their team is just not the same right now since they don't have Jamal. And like Dijon, yeah, absolutely. Nola didn't have key players, but, you know, Trey Murphy and – uh, who else were they missing yesterday? Uh, CJ McCollum. Uh, but like one of the reasons that CJ McCollum doesn't matter as much for them is like Zion and and uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Like you want the ball in their hands. You do not want the right. ball in CJ McCollum's hands at the end of the game. Like that's just like, why would they want that? Right. But that's also been a part of the issue is that they've had kind of figure out how to make it work. And I'm actually really happy for the Pelicans because the Pelicans now, they're forcing their two best players to play together. And they both yep. have played better as of late. They haven't played a lot of games together, right? I don't know. I don't even know if they played with this year included. I think they just crossed 20 games played together, if not 25 games played together. And in a year and a half, they've been together. That's insane. That's that's disgusting, actually. <laughs> like right. that's and that's the thing. Like Denver facing good teams, they don't get to face the Eastern Conference every day. Like they especially for this in-season tournament, they have to face Western Conference teams and right. even like lower tier matchups like New Orleans. Like New Look, Orleans has given Denver issues every time they go to New Orleans. Bro, every single I time. Said this, I said this yesterday, bro. I said if if, uh, if people thought I was playing, I said if Jose Alvarado, they're losing. And they're like, bro, you're you're not taking this. I'm like, I'm, t- I'm not kidding. Oh, you're dead serious. Last game. Absolutely. No, that's it's like Ish Smith back in the day. Rashawn Holmes versus us. We we couldn't stop those players. It's just Ish Smith on copious amounts of cocaine. Like, that is <laughs> he's unbelievable. Like, I, I love watching Jose play. He is He is a lot of fun to watch. Um, all right. Hey, let's, let's chat about the bench, but we got to start with Christian Brown who, yeah. uh, this was like, we haven't mentioned him a ton, 25 points, nine rebounds, yeah. three assists in this last game. 25 yeah. is a crazy number. That's a career high for Christian. Just what did you right. see from him that you really liked in this one? I saw a dude that bro, I said it, I said it yesterday. I locked on nugget. I said, the way I would get this started again is to get Christian Brown's confidence up. I'm running Jalen Pickett. Done. They did it. KCP, done. Christian Brown, done. And then have uh, uh, AG at the four and then have Jokic at the five. That way, CB doesn't have to worry about defending as much. And now he can worry about being an offensive player. And look what happened. Jalen Pickett gets in the game, helps to create. CB was attacking the rim. He was three of five from three yesterday. He was distributing the ball. He was he was aggressive and he was confident. That's all CB just is. It's like it's not even the three point shot, three or five. That's not going to happen a lot. I mean, but his, that was that was really nice to see though. And and some of the like, shots that he did take, they were confident and they were they mm-hmm. were in rhythm, taken with confidence. And and I, I just that, that was the part that I was right. most impressed with. But the other stuff just all lining up together at the same time that made for a career night. He had nine rebounds yesterday too. I mean, after mm-hmm. Malone said having one rebound is not enough. So really, shout out to him, man. He is just such a uh, such an energy player. And again, when his confidence gets there, when he's older, like when he gets like to, you know, year four, 
year five. Like he's just going to be like a KCP level player. I think it's just that, like, I think when you're young and you're not shooting well, and then you're trying to figure out like, how do I make this work offensively? Look, man, Christian had a really good game yesterday. You know how I feel about him. He's Alex Caruso with great hair. Um, I think Christian's going to be a really good NBA player the rest of his career. And I was really excited to see what he does. And he is so wildly explosive and aggressive and attacking the rebounds. That's one of the great things about Christian. Like, He'll jump over you if he can. He can, he'll 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 bang with Zion. He'll bang with anybody, and yeah. I think that's just what makes him so good. He took 19 shots yesterday. Like, yeah, that's to me that's nuts. Uh, <laughs> his previous like so 11 was the career high that he had in the regular season last year. Playoffs was eight before like this year. Yeah. Like just going through his game logs, the most shots he had taken in a game was nine. He took 19. It, that that's that's a big difference, folks. Like right. 11 was his previous career high. Now he's taken 19 shots, and I think he's being like he has been empowered a little bit more to be aggressive. He has been empowered a little bit more to just continue pushing forward. Uh, why is why is MPJ the mark for so many people? Would it? I don't I know. Go. Like truth tell truth tell you got to get in line, dude. Like this this team won a championship last year. Please stop complaining every time. Like what's what but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, but like yeah. but listen. So even online yesterday, uh, you know, really good friend, really good basketball dude. You know, he said uh, MPJ might get traded or whatever. I'm just like, why is MPJ the one always getting? He had 18 and 10 yesterday. It's like, yeah, I don't understand. And he, and, and guess what? Who was second on the team in plus minus in the playoffs last year? It was Porter. So, like, this is what I'm trying to understand. I think Porter just gets like, like, he's been really good this year for a majority of the season. So, I, I don't know, man. I think CB, CB in his, on, on his best day, his best ever effort he'll ever give in basketball will never be a better basketball player than Michael Porter Jr. So, yeah, I, I, think I it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for, for CB to really kind of crack that. But this is the like it, this is a good problem to have where right. when Christian Brown plays this well, you can at least start asking those questions. Hey, is he the right guy to close this game? I thought right. early in the season when he closed against Utah, that was the wrong decision. Tonight, yeah. it, it would have been, I think, perfectly fine for him to close the game. I, I didn't think that. I didn't think that Mike had a good game. I thought that he kind of floated and I thought that some of like he, he did get 18 and 11. There were some good there were some good rebounds that he had. Uh but there were also some bad defensive possessions as as they're Yeah, he got frequently too high on Brandon Ingram and all that stuff. Yeah, like that's that's going to happen, but it, this isn't a good team for him to guard. Like there's no there's no player for him to really guard in this situation because Ingram doesn't like he Maybe they should have put him on Ingram a little bit more, but KCP did a pretty good job. I, I don't want to just well, dismiss that and, out of hand. If we're, if we're pointing out players making a lot of money on the Nuggets, not having great numbers, well, I got something to tell you. Jamal Murray's averaging 16, 2, and 7 on 54 true shooting to start the year off. So, you know, hey, I, let's, let's, let's slow that because <laughs> the seventh game. No, he, he, no, he went out. But I'm yeah, saying he, he, he played 10 total minutes. But I think yeah. some of this is players just have ebbs and flows. The only person. That does this the whole season is Joker. Giannis doesn't do this. Steph doesn't do this. Braun doesn't do this. Uh, who else is there? Kawhi. Any Luca. Luca doesn't do this. Embiid doesn't do this. This is Joker the entire season, and then he gets to the playoffs and it goes like this. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't happen. So yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is a borderline All Star level player. That is just has really, really freaking good stretches. And then he has some games that are not great. But CB had a really good game yesterday. And I think this is 
that was the most impressed I've been with him. He had a 13-7-7 game versus OKC. And I think this is his best game. I think and then the Warriors game, I think, if it was the Warriors, no one the Warriors game. He had 10 points last game, I believe. So, you yeah. know, he's had some good stretches this year. He's had some good stretches, and, and I would like to see him continue to sustain this, to continue to, hey, stay aggressive, find right. those cutting lanes every every time you can, always be searching for uh, the, the opportunity to score. And I think that too often Christian has not looked to score. He has looked to, okay, we're going to, we're going to bring the ball out because there's not a lane here. I think Christian has to create the lane in a lot of times with his, with his ball handling, with his dribbling, with his uh, creativity. He also, the offensive rebound that he had over Herb Jones and Jonas Valanciunas last night. And then the finish on the other side of the road was disgusting. Like he he is capable of doing this stuff. That was great, bro. Uh, by the way, is Jonas the ultimate, like, I'm playing versus Joker. Let me give my best effort possible game. And that corner three he hit, like, uh, I was just like, oh, no way. Jonas, I love Jonas. Jonas with this, like, over-the-head set shot. <laughs> that is a he, trebuchet right there. <laughs> with with knee pads on, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, bro. No way he made that. Jonas is shooting 39% from three this year. He's, he's, he's really a shooter. He, at one point last year, he was leading the NBA at 46%. So yeah, he's been a good shooter, but it's just the it's the rhythm, and it's like when it happens, it's like bro, you stop everything else, and then here comes Jonas with this ultimate solve. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely one of those things that you are not thinking about stopping in the moment, and then it happens, and you're like, crap, that's that was the last thing I was really on my on my list of things dude, to stop, bro. Like I oh, think, yeah. and it needs to be given. Like the West got some bigs. Jonas isn't even a top ten center in the West for I think for a lot of people, and. He's been he's a really good player, like, and he's a very strong player as well. So I don't know, man. The West just got like it's just way better than the East, bro. Like they got so many bigs, and then you don't even consider Stephen Adams isn't playing. Jonas isn't great. Kelly Olen- Walker Kessler is a good center, and they're struggling to win games. So like, the West got it, bro. Like, man, there's just a lot of good bigs in the West. A lot of good bigs, a lot of a lot of great talent across the and like. <laughs> going to face Victor Wembanyama after this this road trip. So there will be there will be plenty of opportunities to face even even against the worst teams in the NBA. Uh they they're going to find some opportunities well, there. So that, does, does MPJ over under MPJ dunk on Zach Collins leads to another fight. Over under one fight that <laughs> Stick the over. Let's just have some fun. <laughs> um all right, let let's let's wrap up the segment really quick with uh I I'm I'm watching Zeke Naji right now with the side eye i am watching what's going on with him i'm watching him not play in the second half because he couldn't play in the first half in several games uh i i do the rotation charts you know this the most common rotation the nuggets have right now is for aaron gordon to play the backup five in the second half because zeke naji struggled with it in the first half and that is not good enough the Nuggets just extended him. They just gave him this, this prove-it contract and said, hey, look, we believe in you. We believe in your ability to do this. This is what you have to do. Get it done. And there have just been, like, he had a 0 game last night. Like, in, in only four minutes, I don't want to, like, look, it, it wasn't exactly a ton of time. Right. But in the time that he did have, a couple fouls, was got an and one on him against Zion, two turnovers, a couple missed shots, including a missed layup in transition. like. The dude is not playing well right now, and I am watching that, wondering when is this turnaround going to happen because the Nuggets have given him chances. 
Uh, I feel like it's more appropriate with Jamal Murray, though. I think that since he's kind of taken a little bit of a slide, I think when there's not Jamal on the court with, like, MPJ or there's just no offensive value for real. He's not a confident shooter right now. He's not a good post player. Uh, I think he's a better play finisher, like, as a vertical spacer, but, like, they're not throwing him lobs. Uh, and then he's a switch big. He's not necessarily a pound, like, you know, like, get down in the paint and, like, guard up. And, again, he played versus Zion. He had no answer for that yesterday, and they kept going at him in the minutes that he wasn't on the court. So I think some of this is Zeke is just having, similar to Christian Brown, some confidence issues. Um, but they also, like I said, this, Reggie Jackson makes $5 million a year. Zeke Najib makes $8 million a year uh, per the poison pill. So you have to trade him based on what is his, the value of his deal and stuff is. So they didn't have any other tradable contracts. And so if something were to happen, they want to get a player, then it's probably going to be you know, around one of those two players. But this, I think there are several reasons why they resigned him. They do believe in him. They do believe in his development. But I think, too, they just needed to have, um, you know, somebody on the roster to be able to do certain things as well. So, you know, I'm not like when Jamal comes back and this keeps up and he keeps doing this, then I think we'll have a different discussion. But he was playing good to start the year. And then he's just kind of been in the slump. Yeah, it's just what is good for Zeke is not like the Memphis game. The Memphis like, game. He had zero rebounds, but he was dominating on the glass. I agree with you, and there are things that if if you squint hard enough and you look, you take a closer look, you can see, okay, Zeke is making an impact in some categories. But in all of the small ball categories, especially like as a small ball five, the dude has to be able to shoot. Like if you're 6'9 and you're struggling to finish around the rim against bigger bigger players at the at the rim, I'm not going to bemoan that. I don't think that that's a problem. I think that that's right. kind of that kind of should be expected. Like he's not the greatest athlete in the world. He is not the the, the biggest vertical spacer, and, right. and so you need to be able to space the floor. Why the Nuggets have not been popping him? To me, that says like I, I got an answer from from David Adelman at one point that says, "Oh, there's there's not really space for him to pop right now, like uh, because of the way the Nuggets are running their playbook. He has to roll." I don't believe that. I, I think that if they really wanted him to be a pick and pop guy, then they would have turned him into that. They don't believe in his jump shot right now either. No, and, but and ever like, since that that hit she put in his jump shot a couple of years ago, it's just I, I don't know what it is. Like it's not even confidence. It just doesn't even look like a, a fluid motion going to the basket, man. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to. It's almost like a Markel Fultz situation with his jump shot. It's just like got bad all of a sudden. It's frustrating. And like to me, he kind of encompasses the struggles that the Nuggets bench has because whenever right. he's on the bench, whenever he's on the floor, it is no joker. Uh, in 11 of his 12 games, the Nuggets have not had a positive plus minus. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, but, you know, but I think some of that is a little skewed just because, like, yeah, I mean, you're playing versus LeBron, AD, and all of them versus the bench because they're like, all right, we're not going to win the Joker minutes. You know, Zion was playing versus the bench because they're not going to win the Joker minutes. So sometimes, you know, like, I, I, I agree well, with that. I, I, I do get it, but there are also a lot of times where Aaron is now staggering, and there's a lot of times where whether Mike is staggering at the beginning of second quarter. But even quarters. yesterday, though, like, what, what offense? Like, Mike is still playing an off-ball role, and, and Aaron Gordon didn't make great decisions with the ball yesterday when he was trying to be a primary creator and all that stuff. So again. A lot of this stuff is murky because the team just isn't whole. But I will say this is that Zeke Nodge ain't gonna play in the playoffs. So that's not happening. Zeke Nodge need to play in the regular season and not be a double digit minus every game. But I think some of this is it's just a, the roster was so young, relying so heavily on youth. It was gonna be this way. But Ryan, we said this going into the year. This was a possibility. 
it's going to be this way probably through the first 30 games of the year, 40. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. When, when he signed that extension, did you expect him to play in the playoffs? No. Okay. Then that's, that's I think, probably like you're in the right frame of mind then where it, it wasn't just an automatic expectation. Hey, we're going to trust you as kind of our, our seventh, eighth, ninth man in, in a playoff rotation. Because that just that it may not happen. And, and would you rather have him with Jock Landale? Because I can tell you what Rockets fans would say about Jock. I mean, I'd, I'd probably rather have Jock just because you know you're going to get switch at all. I, no I think it's a bag whatsoever. By the way, well, in, in a playoff setting, what do you need? What do you what do you need in a playoff setting? Because if, switch, if a switch big, a six foot nine plus switch big, but you just said he's not going to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm saying, but not with Jock. Jock wouldn't play on this team in the playoffs. But Jock, Jock would roll. Jock he would. He would. Here. He would be a good pick and roll partner with Jamal Murray, for example. Do what? Like, no, I, I think so. I think it would be he's not fine. even a finisher. Like he doesn't even. That's what I'm saying. Like the reason he's not playing for the Rockets is that he's not finishing well, and he also doesn't have a jump shot. So he's just out there next to Jeff Green and these, you know, already condensed lineups that have no spacing around it and stuff. So Jock makes. I'm saying, but the reason I brought it up, Jock makes. The same deal. It's a four-year, 32 deal. But they also aren't playing him a lot because he just has not been functional with what they're doing so far. So maybe he gets they, better. They have more depth, especially in their front court. So, like, I, Denver kind of has to play Zeke because they can't really play DeAndre consistently. Like, he's not he's not athletic enough. And we, we've seen calls for Jay Huff from the comments section. Uh, Jay Huff is fine. He's also would you on – How would you go they got James Wiseman? Uh, what would I do? I mean, would you want them to have a player like James, like a just a big, massive, no rebounding vertical spacer? No, because he's he like his operating speed is not fast enough to play it in Nuggets style. Like it just isn't. Okay. Like he he would not be able to do that. There right. are guys that would, like Kelly Olynyk of the Utah Jazz would. Like he he would be great in, in this system. I don't think that they could get him, uh, but there are there are players that they could go out and get. Uh, uh, by the I way, wanna... I an update from NBA.com that uh, Nikola Jokic is in the is in the front running to, to win the uh, the in season tournament MVP award. What well, if he wins in season tournament, regular season finals MVP award? So wait, in season tournament, regular uh, in the Michael Jordan MVP award, the Magic Johnson MVP award, and then the Bill Russell MVP award. Oh, and then cool. the All Star game, but that's not happening. That's not happening. That dude is scoring <laughs> six points. On three shots. <laughs> and now we all three going to be late. When we get to the All Star, we do need to do a draft, like a live draft together. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, that would be so much fun to do that. Hey, I know the comments actually would love that. We should do it from the perspective of the players, just right. like what they will do, as opposed to yeah. what we would do. That'd right. be funny. Uh, by the way, Dylan, no, we are not bringing back Demarcus Cousins. That's that's not happening. Please, not please happening. never say that name again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Your, uh... He said Joker was not able to uh, win three straight MVPs because that would put him in goat conversation. And so we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't fuck with that guy. Um, all right, is what it is. Let's uh, let's take one more quick break before we we preview next week. We will be right back. But first, everybody, let's hear from Good Morning Broncos. Hey everyone, this is Cody Rourke, Denver Broncos beat reporter for Mile High Sports. I want to tell you, make sure every single weekday at 9 o'clock a.m., Monday through Friday on Mile High Sports YouTube page, you catch 
Good Morning Broncos, your daily bite-sized Broncos conversation that you can have with a cup of coffee as we prepare you for all things that are going on with the Denver Broncos in season, out of season, all the storylines, all the drama. Subscribe on the Mile High Sports YouTube page. Shout out to Cody Rourke who's fighting the good fight. I uh, believe me, this is this is shaping up to be a Nuggets loss or a Broncos loss because they are giving their fans hope. They're giving Broncos fans hope by getting back to 500. Well, they're and, minus tomorrow, I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, they're they're probably favored. Wait, um, you don't wait, wait, wait. Let's do a small minus 2.0. So not not a great favorite, but Minnesota's been playing well. Wait, let's do it. Uh, last couple minutes on the pot. Do you think the Broncos win, or what do you think the final score will be tomorrow? Um, and gosh, it's it's just so hard to tell sometimes with this team. Like there there are things that I would like for for them to be able to do uh, more consistently. I like Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs has been playing really really well. Really and well. and I think Justin Jefferson's coming back. So yeah, I yeah, Patrick Chapin. I'm not really too worried about that perspective. <laughs> They they've got other guys. They've got a like. They, gosh, who's the other the other receiver Jordan, on their Jordan team? Jordan Addison and T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, good lord! Like if they've got those guys as well, like they they could just avoid Pat Sertan the entire time and still be throwing to awesome pass catchers. So, uh, I mean, look, I think I think the Broncos lose. I think they probably lose at home. Um, yeah, and, and the reason for that is not like it's it's because it is the right storyline. It's it's just it's just what is going to happen because. Denver has been fighting back really hard. They play so much better uh, over the course of the uh, We're both from Denver. Just let us have yeah. this moment. Let, let us cook for 60 seconds here. Uh, they uh, <laughs> Five and five, it would be so meaningful to the fan base if they could get above 500 right now, and they're not going to. Like, just that's just this is, this is a Ryan Blackburn tweet, by the way. Don't believe anything he's saying. We know what he's doing. He's trying to reverse jinx it. <laughs> Everybody's familiar with your game, Ryan. <laughs> That's true. I uh I did I I don't think I threw out a reverse jinx yesterday. I, I don't think I did. I was just so like annoyed. I, yeah, yeah. You you had a tweet in the fourth quarter that said the game's over or something like that. So yeah. Oh uh, well I mean I sometimes like people can't distinguish between when I just say this is truly what's going to happen versus like like this is truly how I feel versus this is a reverse jinx. People think that you're a, a troll on Twitter, Ryan. So you have you have your charts and then you have troll Ryan. Yeah, they're both uh, they're both important. Uh, okay, Nuggets, Nuggets. Uh, let's wrap up here. Next four games are all on the road. The, we're going to finish up with this road trip. Play a back to back on Sunday and Monday at Cleveland and at Detroit. Then they go to Orlando on Wednesday, and then Friday they wrap up in the in season tournament against the Houston Rockets. That is a must win game if Denver wants to advance in the in season tournament. If they don't, if if this is not something that they care about, then it is just uh, the end of a road trip. But it's also the end of the road trip after Thanksgiving. So they will be – that's going to be tough, like, for, for a lot of folks, especially folks from here. So I'll predict this. Uh, like I did, I told you the Pelicans game were going to be the worst game just because of the way they played or whatever. It's going to be a win in Cleveland. It's going to be win versus Detroit, a loss versus Orlando, a win versus, uh, versus Houston. Uh, Cleveland, they uh, – man, that's just – 
one of those team throwers. Like, they should be a lot better than what they are. KCP versus Donovan Mitchell, who very good about. Christian Brown, very good about. Peyton Watson, very good about. Even Reggie Jackson. Um, Detroit, they suck. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're running a no-spacing lineup with Cade Cunningham, who needs as much spacing as possible around him. Makes no sense. But, again, they're just developing like Jalen Duran and, you know, apparently Killian Hayes again for the upteen time. Um, and Asar is just an amazing defender. He can't shoot the ball at all, though. But, of course, he's going to score his first 20-point game of this season versus the Denver Nuggets. I know what's coming. Um, That'd be fun. <laughs> I think I think Orlando's looking to win that game just because it's hard to play in Orlando for the Nuggets. They have a lot of length. They got a lot of size. They lost last year. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon had 38 points that game in Orlando last season, and they didn't have Jamal that game, just like they didn't have Jamal versus the Bucks game when AG dropped 33, and Jokic didn't play that game either. So uh, I think I think that's going to be a, a really tough game. And then Jamal Murray might come back for the Houston game um, to close it out. But I think they're going to put the – I'm not saying they're going to beat the brakes off Houston, but I think they'll, they'll win by plus five. Yeah, I, I. so it's funny when you brought up what we thought would happen last week. I actually do remember saying two and two to you over, over last week. I, I think I, I felt pretty good about – I, I think I think they went two and two. Um, who did they? Who did they lost? They lost to the Rockets, and uh, who did they beat? They beat uh, Clippers uh the Warriors and the Clippers. When did they play the Warriors? Didn't they play the Warriors like like towards the beginning of that, or was that last week? I don't I don't remember. Um, they played uh, they played the Warriors on the eighth on Wednesday, so we only had three games to uh, to talk through. That was the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Oh had- yeah. D- Gosh, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I was saying two and two with uh, with this Cleveland game because we didn't know when we were going to record this. Right, um, right. Okay, so they're they're one and two right now. Not really surprised if if we're being honest. I think that they do beat the Cavs here. I think they do beat the Pistons, and like you said, I think they lose to the Magic, and I think they beat Houston. Like that, that would be my prediction for this upcoming week. I, I think that this team is really good at bouncing back from losses. They've shown the willingness and the ability to bounce back from losses and put forth a better effort in the right. next game. And I think any meaningful break between games. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they are horrible when it comes to, Hey, you get multiple days off in between these games, you get out of rhythm for, for whatever reason they, they have just really struggled with that. But no, I think, I think that they will, like they see all the stuff they see us talking about the other road is just not, not very kind to Denver. And, and they, they just, it doesn't feel like they're taking it seriously. They'll take it serious and they will, they'll beat Cleveland and Detroit. They'll lose in Orlando because they always lose in Orlando. And then they will beat Houston when Jamal comes back. Oh, Wendell Carter Jr. I don't think he's been playing. I just got a feeling he'll be back that game. What's his, what's his, uh, his injury he has right now. Uh, I don't know, but even if he's out, Mo Wagner will give Jokic buckets. That dude is going off. There's no doubt. <laughs> They've been oh, playing Jonathan God. Isaac at backup center a little bit. So so shout out to uh to Jonathan Isaac, I guess. Wait, he's out for three weeks. So that was said on the fourth. By the time they play, it's gonna be three weeks. Be... <laughs> 22nd so Dude, welcome welcome back wendell here's joker <laughs> like good lord that is a that's a tough assignment that, for that sure. might be a legitimate bad shooting game from joker just because of the amount of length he's gonna have to see but probably not though it's funny he actually dominates the cavaliers uh front two there you know between uh uh, uh mobley and, and allen but yeah, you know so. when when kevin love was there like 
they actually had a couple of games like with that trio, especially where Jokic struggled and the Nuggets struggled to get him the ball. I don't think they're really struggling to get him the ball now because like they're not having Faku and Monte Morris and Will Barton try to deliver him the ball. They've got these taller dudes who are way just just way better at kind of making that happen. So I I think that they will be okay. I think my memory is Laurie Marketing two years ago, early season dunking on Joker. But the only reason it wasn't on ESPN oh was one highlight was because I think B dunked on uh, Jared Allen that same day or something, so everybody forgot about the, the Lori Marketing Joker. <laughs> Dude, that was that was <laughs> I, I I try to block that out from my mind like that that I I try you not to, remember to take a charge to Lori Marketing full speed down the way. That- that dude is really good. Laurie is really, really good. And and Joker just like, he was like, you know, I think I could get away with this. And he just yammed on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's no, it's fun, man. Like, I, I think I think they'll be all right. I, I think that Jamal will come back towards the end of this trip. And and like he he may not, like he may not be ready, but if he is ready or, or at least close to ready, then he's going to try to give it a go in that final in-season tournament game. Because as we've, we've talked about, these guys do care about it. They may not play well, but but they they do care about it for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week, bro. Going to be fun. Um, but I think, folks, I think that is going to do it for that episode of Weekends with Swipe. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We're not doing the outro music because it screws up the audio every single time we try to do this. Uh, so we're not going to do the outro music. Swipe is just going to have to dance on his own. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Uh, any any last parting thoughts, Swipe, before we get out of here? Man, you know what? Uh, four straight MVP season for Joker on the way. Jamal Murray will be back soon. Uh, and the Nuggets are, by the time December through early March rolls around, they're going to go on some crazy run because they do that every year. And they're gonna be like, all right, okay, well, I guess we shouldn't have been worried about the early season. And then, and then the end of March, it won't matter just because it's like they're just going to be that good. So, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. I need a Michael Porter masterclass in Cleveland or Detroit. That, is, that has to happen. Like, let's, let's, let's just see if he puts up 35-plus in, in one of those games. I think he's capable. And I think he's he's, he's starting to get back into it. But that's we, we, we need to see that for sure. Like, if, if that yeah. happens, then everybody will feel tremendously better. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the show. We will be back next weekend, but we've also got some upcoming YouTube videos on the MHS YouTube channel. Make sure to like those. Make sure to go see the Swipe at Cam YouTube channel, and make sure to go see the Alley with Ryan Blackburn. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week.